right, y'all. We are back in the building. We back. It's time to record. We are late, but that's okay because we're here now. We apologize. I know we were supposed to record like two days prior to this, but um, life, life, life happened. Has happened. Life continues to happen. If you can hear how tired I sound right now, you can see that life is taking a toll on me. So we still um, got some good things in store for you guys, though. Yes, we're going to be talking about some things that might get y'all in your feelings, and that's okay. Duh. That's okay, because we want y'all to feel with us. Feel. Feel all of the feels. So, why don't we dive right in and get it cracking. We chosen. Alright, so, how, how have you been since the last time we've recorded? Um, Since the last time we recorded, I've been good. I My dating life is improving. I'm happy about that. Um, let's see, school and work is taking a complete toll on me. Um, I'm starting to feel that anxious side of me pop up and control me. Mm. It's a a very shitty feeling to have. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Yeah, well, um, that's good. I'm glad to hear that your dating life is on the up and up. That's always a positive. That means cuffing season is working for you. Or you're, you're working... For cuffing season. I don't know what's happening. I, I, <laughs> I just always seem to get uh, drafted early. Yeah, so cuffing... You, you are having a successful cuffing season. I suppose. And... How are you? I'm tired as fuck. <laughs> um, school, school stuff. I'm making some headway as far as dissertation stuff is concerned. Mm. Um, working on some assignments that are um, coming up. So for the most part, I'm I'm on top of what I need to be on top of. I could be even more on top of it, mm-hmm. but of course, there's always that procrastination and laziness that sneaks up on you. Yeah. But you know, I'm doing what I can. Things are doing okay so far. Um, as far as my dating life is concerned, what dating life? <laughs> so, That's because you refuse to have one. I mean, I want one. Truth be told, I think that I would like to be in a relationship again. However, my um, last relationship kind of, you know, took a lot of energy out of me. And so I am trying to rebuild my trust in the male population. Like, like I'm trying to restore my belief in the idea that um guys don't have to like kind of wear you down first and have you you know with basically like a battle story in order to to get to glory kind of situation and that's not to say again uh, and i said this probably on the podcast before that that my ex is not a bad guy however we just went through some stuff and it took a toll on me and so um i have some trust issues and i am a budding cynic that is so totally okay yeah, so, I mean, if there's guys out there who are willing to do right by me, sure, I'm willing to give them the chance to try that, but it seems like a whole bunch of niggas still got a bunch of fuckboy shit in their system that they gotta get out at, and they're edging up on 30, so... Speaking, speaking of that... I don't have time. I have heard some interesting things. I've heard an interesting perspective. Um, If a guy has not had the opportunity to, like, be in a position of, like, power or fame, or just to have more money, then their fuckboy ways are not truly complete until they have felt all of those things and are ready to transition from that. 
That sounds like, oh my gosh. Oh, that's that's what I have to wait on for somebody to go and win the lottery for them to get their mind right? Is that what's maybe, happening? And maybe not. Maybe just to be established. And that's, oh gosh, if that's the case, then I'm going to be single for the rest of my black ass life. I don't think so. Mm. I think they're out there. I think <laughs> the ones who are established and who have you know done all of this already mm-hmm. are the ones that we should be looking for sure and then maybe there's some who don't have this bone in their body sure i mean the the um rational person in me is like sure there are totally guys out there who are good people and do the right thing and all that kind of stuff and then the cynic in me the the growing cynic is sitting in the corner laughing at rational me and saying, ha ha, you dummy bitch. <laughs> These gosh. niggas only out here to hurt your feelings. <laughs> my so I am, I have to overcome that. Because of course I know that there are good guys everywhere. And there are people who, no one's perfect. And so I'm not suggesting that I have to find a perfect person. However, I do think that the, the common decency of being mindful of people's feelings. And just being honest and being forthcoming. And putting things out on the table and that kind of stuff. Things that you would think should come naturally, particularly at this age. I feel like a lot of dudes still got some games to play. And they, you know, gonna drag you through the ringer or whatever like that. While they figure out how to become more emotionally intelligent for the the chick that's going to eventually marry them. (laughs) So I don't want to be anyone's stepping stone. And I think on the woman's end, it's important to recognize, like, you know when a guy's just not ready <laughs> and you know don't feel like you have to like stick around and mold yeah no that's true that's true and i know that um from personal experience is that if somebody's at a particular place in their life and they need some alone time to figure all of that out then give it to them particularly if it's uh wearing you thin so um yes because you don't deserve yeah you don't deserve <laughs> But okay. yeah, that's that's not what we're not here to talk about me Perfect and my dating life. Perfect segue. Very good. <laughs> Perfect segue. We will be talking about some interesting films, some uh black films and songs. And songs. Oh shit. It's and a, songs. It's, we're just going to bring up stuff. So like we don't even have to have like a perfect list of this. So we're going to talk about some um black culture faves that are actually like low key like problematic or uh, yes. it's got some issues and shit and i thought this was funny because it's like there's some the, some movies and some songs that we absolutely love and and adore and have just cherished for years but in retrospect you think about it, it's like wait this is a terrible message yes. this is awful <laughs> since we were talking about niggas and trying to control them the one movie that i had on my list was two can play that game okay where Vivica Fox basically came up with like 10 rules that a woman should use to get her man in control and under her thumb. And that shit bit her in the ass. Okay, so can you, for those of us who have only seen the movie probably once or have never seen it and can't remember, give like more of a plot. Like, what's hap- what happens in the movie? Okay, so in the movie, um, Vivica Fox is trying to win over Morris Chestnut. Um, he was having like some fuckboy tendencies going on still as well, but she wanted to have him as her man and her man only. And she was in competition with another woman who was kind of grabbing his attention, but he was leaning toward Vivica. And so in her pursuit of him, she 
basically laid out these 10 rules, played a lot of games, one of which was not answering his calls to win him back. Okay, so yeah, all right. So this is a, um a little a low key black classic to mm-hmm. complete that game, mm-hmm. and um while you're watching it, you're kikiing and thinking this is good advice, but oh my gosh, no, this is terrible. This yes. is terrible advice. Yes. This is. Do you do you remember the the ten things you the list? I don't remember the ten things, but one of them was to not answer his calls for a minute, make him sweat, make him think that you know you don't want him anymore. Um, the other was to parade a man in front of him, which depending on the man that might get you punched. So, yeah, no. And we look violence against anybody is absolutely terrible. Truly, truly terrible. And like, so but it's never good to make somebody jealous. It's never to... good to make anyone jealous. But also what, what I'm thinking, too, with this movie is like this is the manual to, of how to be passive aggressive at the age of 30 like this is just this is not what you want to do as an adult male or female you 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 want to communicate with people what your intentions are like you're right this is a good segue because we're talking about as far as people being grown-ups in relationships and whatnot um yeah picking up not picking up someone's calls just to make them sick or whatever Mm -hmm. that Man, at this point, I think people now would just be like, oh, so you're not picking up? Word. Yes, and move on from you. <laughs> and move on. And That's you not going to... what you want at all. Right. And you'll be left scrambling. Yes, like definitely not a guaranteed way to go about getting someone. And so, I don't know, man. Like, what's another, what's another romantic movie or something like that that gives us, like, terrible advice? Which one did you like? Um, let me think. Well, this isn't a movie that's specifically about relationships, but oh my gosh, it is like low-key, just, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Baby boy. Oh my gosh. So, I think BT has put baby boy in rotation so much now that everybody has seen some version of baby boy, whether they watched it in its entirety or with all them 506 commercials that BT likes to play when they put a movie on. Hilarious. But... Baby boy tells the um the very interesting tale of a young black man living in these California streets mm-hmm. um who is just trying to find his way and um grow up if you will and so we get to watch him on all his little fuckboy adventures like cheating on his baby mama with his other baby mama and selling counterfeit clothes in the beauty salons and living with his mother and living with his bouncing between his mother's house and his baby mother's house and um whacking people in the face and then eating them out as a way of saying i'm sorry (laughs) i (laughs) you don't remember that when she's like, I hate you, Jody. I hate like she like she was like swinging on him. This is when she found oh, like she found the the, the condoms in the car, mm-hmm. and then she they got inside and it was like she was throwing hands. Which ladies to just this is for men because we always tell men to keep your hands to yourselves, but I always advocate women to keep your hands to yourselves as well. You're not five. Use your hands if you really need to actually defend yourself, not when you having a temper tantrum. Don't do that. But, um, anyway, so, yeah, the, um, yeah, she was doing all that or whatever like that, and he backhanded the fuck out of her, 
And she was like, you said you would never hit me, Jolie. And she ran to the bedroom <laughs> and they ate her out. And it was just like, then they had this weird flashback of, or she was having like weird flash fronts or yeah, something of like him at a funeral. And I was just like, this is some weird this, shit. What in the but, world is But the happening? movie like totally romanticizes black ghetto love and all of yes. its problems. Oh my mind goodness. Mind you, Jodie was 20 fucking years old. Yeah, man. Like with two kids. That's wild, bro. Like you, you. That's right. That that's totally right. This movie totally romanticizes and how a very that little boy? toxic <laughs> relationships. I don't know how old he was, but I just remember Snoop Dogg knocking down his little fort and saying, "I don't give a fuck about your little fort." Like that nigga was talking at that point. Like, right. This is how old he had that kid. So yeah, no, that movie. I can't even lie to you. I like. I love the movie Baby Boy, but when I watch it, I just think. This is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. Yvette, get out of there. Yvette. <laughs> Yvette, you deserve better. Yvette, put those fucking tacos down. He doesn't deserve, Yvette. He just cheated put on those you. damn tacos He down. just, girl, like, just, and absolutely ridiculous. And I think that when we talk about relationships and shit, I think that a lot of people think that love is a matter of endurance and how much you can take from a person. Yeah. And if we could think about it in, like, a in heterosexual kind of norms and whatnot, um, with the way in which we condition young women to be, like, these loving, nurturing people to kind of look after children and their partners and things and then we look at guys and how guys are basically conditioned to have their phase in which they sow their wild oats and they get to be out here and be boys will be boys and all that kind of shit Mm -hmm. and we as young ladies and women and whatnot we're basically in a position to kind of just endure and then we get a pat on the back once they decide to do better and be like, man, she rolled with me through all my shit. And then you over there looking like all ragged and shit. You got bald <laughs> spots. Yeah, yeah. Everything is just, you, you hit, you're like sitting there on a little gangster lean because you're just so tired. But you're like, yeah, girl, we've been through it. But he loved me. Fuck that shit. That's funny. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Because that, I mean, like. I, I expect for you to go through some things right. and like grow together, but. But there's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. Between fighting with a nigga. Right. And actually struggling with. Right. So, like, I mean, it's not to say that you you guys won't go through problems, but there's a difference between the kinds of problems you can go through. Like, if someone's repeatedly cheating on you, that is not a sign of love. That is not a sign of care or anything of that nature. That person don't give a fuck about you. So, no, if you made it, you know, through that. Mm-hmm. I mean, more power to you if you guys have figured out a way to work through that. But don't but don't feel obligated to stay because society has told you that this is just what you should expect from a dude. And if you stay, then you are ride or die. Like, yeah. for some people, it works. Some people, they've had their issues and they figure it out and it works for them and that's beautiful. They become, you know, beautiful families in the long run. But that's not everybody's story. Everybody doesn't want to be the Keisha to their Gucci. 
Keisha Kwar or whatever, <laughs> Gucci's wife. They they turned out okay. <laughs> Man, they had a meme floating around or whatever like that, and they listed all the. She was with Trap Gucci. She was with Jail Gucci. She was with Cheating Gucci. All them damn she Gucci's was with Fat baby. Gucci. You know, like she, she was, was with Gucci with the ice cream cone on his face. And now she's with Healthy Gucci. And now she's with Healthy, um, thriving Gucci. Who probably eats vegan food. Right, but you don't have to. You don't have to endure all that and stuff. So Yvette. Yvette, you didn't have to endure all that, girl. You didn't. Then he, she gonna come up to the door. That's the part that that pisses me off to the like to my core. Every time I think about it, is when she went to go get her son or whatever. Yeah. And like, she was she dropping off or she no, she was picking him up. She was picking up her son from his house, and he had that much to say to whatever. Like it was raining, he just slammed the door in her face, and she go in the car and she's like, he don't love me no more. He don't love. Me. Pull off. Oh when God. she was crying in the car and I'm like girl <laughs> girl this is not someone to cry over but again like you're right they romanticize it cause in the end she pregnant again they sit in the park playing on that blanket playing cards and shit and she about to have a girl or a boy I guess they don't know but I mean they tr- their little hood love story lasted and so I don't know I think that's another message that that one right there is another good example of just like toxic advice about relationships. Yes, definitely. Okay. I think we're full of these movies today. Yeah, we have (laughs) another one because love and basketball. Yes. (laughs) And I know a lot of people love love and basketball. I too enjoy love and basketball, but in retrospect. Yes. In love and basketball, Monica and Quincy, they are, they started out as little kids next door neighbors who both have the dream of playing basketball um, Monica wanted to pay, play for the Lakers, and Quincy wanted to play for the Clippers like his dad. She couldn't pay, play for the Lakers? She wanted to. She wanted to? Oh, yeah. okay. I can't remember. Well, of course she didn't play for the Lakers. I know. I'm about to say, what, she played for, like, the Lynx or something? <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> um, then what happened? They grew up. They grew up. They went to college. Quincy started acting like a fuckboy. Um, then he started dating a girl. That's what I'm saying. Like, he got that little bit of fame in his little college career, and what did he do? Started acting like a nigga. Wanted to fuck all the hoes, didn't he? Oh, and he and just, and then she just, he embarrassed her. She out here playing basketball for his heart. That's not romantic. (laughs) (laughs) That shit is not romantic. I wish I would go and pull up outside my ex's house and say we gonna run the 100 meter dash for your heart <laughs> like, like just like no. you fall down at the fucking finish line right. as a loser no ma'am no Hell ma'am no. but I think that that movie is also kind of like again where you it's like sending the message of you have to endure the bullshit in order to get to the happy ending finish line where he holding your baby on the sidelines while you go ball out and whatnot. And I mean, yay. I'm glad it worked out. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I mean, I just, I don't know. Because I, I think, too, like, and I know we kind of, we've been moving pretty fast between these movies, I yes, think. Yes, we are. But um, I think the overarching theme, though, with these movies and loving basketball and all that kind of stuff is just that whole um you have to go through something to get to the happy ending and i don't believe that i don't believe i have to endure some bullshit in order to get my happy ending yeah because not all relationships like that are like that exactly where are the movies 
that show people who are just like really good friends why yeah like why we couldn't be happy from jump and just be happy throughout and the most we argue about is did you pick up the milk from walmart like i asked you to like i'm lactose intolerant can you please stop getting this right like silly shit you know and stuff like that not like you cheating on me and uh you abandoned me in my time of need and all that kind of shit Mm -hmm. like i remember when i first saw the movie um uh diary of a mad black woman Mm mm-hmm before we got to the end, the where she, you know, was actually going to find old boy or whatever, I really thought she was going to get back together with that man. And it was going to be some kind of happy ending story. But then I forgot that I saw the play, and that's not how it turned out. <laughs> so, do you remember? Man, sidebar, Medea plays used to go off. They did. The, the movies the movie? were fun, but the, but the plays, if you never got to sit through Medea plays, like early 2000s late 90s or whatever dog you missed out those are some awesome ass plays what a time to be alive to, i would love to go to a media play man what a like chitlin circuit good old time <laughs> and it, i mean tyler perry also has some really good movies just not all of them yeah see like what was that one movie that he made that starred jordan sparks i believe Jordan Sparks. I think it was Jordan Sparks, but it was when it was her and Lance Gross. And Lance Gross. Oh, it wasn't Jordan Sparks. It was Journey Smollett. Journey? Yes. So you know the guy who's on the show Empire? Which one? The the one of the son the middle son. The middle son, okay. Was I forgot his name. Just just Jesse Smollett. Jesse Smollett. Okay. His sister's name is Journey. Journey was in Eve's Color Bayou. Girls? Are we talking about for Mm-mm. Color Girls? No, no, not for Color Girls. We're talking for about Color the movie. Color Girls was really good, though. Yeah, no, for Color Girls will depress you. But, I mean, hey. it could For Color Girls can help be, be but be good because it was based off of a right. another play written by someone else. Exactly, like poetry and beautiful art and whatnot. And Tyler Perry turned it into a movie. Yeah. And it wasn't so bad. Yes, but, but um, um other movie. The other movie is when it's so the the um Journey Smollett's character is a counselor, and um she marries her small town boyfriend who's mm-hmm. Lance Gross's character, mm-hmm. and they move to the big city, and she gets this nice job, and um next thing you know, there's this guy that comes in who's like rich and famous, and he sweeps her off her feet. And then she starts cheating on her husband and getting hooked on drugs. And next thing you know, she um has AIDS. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Brandy's in that movie. I do not remember this movie Brand- by Tyler Perry. Th- that movie was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, Shit. And basically, that movie right there was temptation. just... Temptation. My God. That movie is about karma that's just a <laughs> karma movie right there. Like a terrible, terrible karma movie. Because it just... It kind of, I think it, I felt like it portrayed, I mean, because they had a good relationship. She and, like, the husband character and whatnot, like, everything seemed to be cool. But it kind of portrayed her and maybe, I don't know if this was, I'm sure this wasn't Tyler's message, but if you think about it more broadly, it could be thinking, and you know what? Now I think about it, that may have not have been Tyler's message, but a lot of dudes think like this, where they think a lot of women, the, they all they want is 
flashy and money and stuff like that. So a lot of like the mm. good guys think, man, she's only into like the rough guys with the money and but the ones who just be complaining in their basement about how no one wants to date them mm-hmm. or whatever. This movie was for them. This this was their revenge oh, movie. Catch bag. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was their little revenge movie. So they probably sat there twiddling their little fingers in glee because the pretty girl um got hers for going after the other guy instead of being with the low key normal good guy and all that kind of stuff. Which yeah. granted, Lance Gross's character was a good guy in the movie. He was oh, a good shit. guy, but you know, like, I think that that narrative is really played, and I wish it would die, too. That it's just, like, all you have to do is jangle some fancy, pretty chains in front of us or whatever, and we're just, like, ready to go. I was wondering, also, if Spike Lee had any movies where where good relationships were per- portrayed. Did you know that Spike Lee produced Love and Basketball? I did not. Yes. But, yeah, I'm wondering if he has any. Mm-hmm. I have to... I, I, I can only count on my hand how many Spike Lee joints I've seen one hand maybe Jungle Fever I can't remember I don't think I've seen that one but um yeah no that that one was another one with the Temptation movie that was absolutely ridiculous so you never saw that one uh uh what's another one another one ooh it's not the movie itself that's that's um necessarily bad though I know that um Kid Fury from The Reed absolutely despises this movie. What? Medea's Family Reunion. I just can't with that shit. Which, this is... You know what irritates me? Lynn Whitfield being characterized as an evil mother in every movie she's ever in. Okay, That's that. number one. <laughs> and then number two, like, where it's like, they, they have this pan of, like, all the kids playing outside. And then this group of kids who are always doing some fucked up ass shit, like rolling dice or fighting or smoking weed as if a bunch of people don't smoke weed right like as if these things are fucked up what's wrong with playing dice what's wrong with smacking somebody around from time to time what's wrong with smoking weed what's wrong with smoking weed people who like that yeah and then they (laughs) pan on over to the grandma's in the kitchen and it's like so devastated (laughs) i can't take it it's like so corny oh man yeah and girls like shaking and whatnot like that all right so that was that little scene was so respectability politic for real because it it absolutely it it boils my fucking blood when people like judge women who shake yeah it bothers me yeah like i mean it's a cultural thing it is a cultural thing and before white supremacy turned it into something super sexual I mean, like, if you look at dances from the African continent and how hip movement and mm-hmm. moving your ass basically is, like, incorporated in a lot of it, but it's not seen as this super sexual thing. It's just dancing. Right. Like... Shaking his life. Right. You know, they turned something that was so beautiful and so natural into something ugly. And not that we... Like, shaking now isn't sexual in a sense, but to shame folks for it or it's just like oh you must be nasty if you you know bent over in the club shaking or whatever fuck you like you know for real but um let's see anything else well wow okay so we have been talking for almost 30 minutes so maybe we didn't there's in fact this list could be so long that we would probably have to spend the entire hour on it it could be much longer i had a lot of so why don't why don't we why don't we take a break real quick and get some water? 
okay. and parched and because we're parched because truthfully it's a whole bunch of bullshit going on online and there's nothing in particular that i want to talk about so we, <laughs> so we can keep talking about this so we'll be right back we're gonna go take a break and um we'll get back into it we'll get back into it yeah All right, so we're back. We have water. We have juice. Our throats are lubricated. Mm-hmm. Enough to talk and for nothing else. <laughs> um, and so let's uh, get into the second half of us reevaluating some of our um, black culture faves. So we started off with the movies. And um, let's go into some songs. Let's go into some songs. And I would like to start this list off with a very well-known song by a man named Donnell Jones. And it's called Where I Want to Be. And let me tell you that even as a child, I felt some type of way when I watched that music video. And he was out here. And not even just watching the music video, but also listening to the words. And he was out here basically saying, I want, I love you. I appreciate you. You are the light of my life. <laughs> and yet, I would like to know how someone else's pussy feels. But I don't want to hurt you. So I'm going to break up with you. Fuck with somebody else. And then by the end of the video, when I see you with another nigga living your best life because I left, I'm going to come swooping in in all of my niggatry and take you back. Because niggas. This is the same shit I was talking about. <laughs> The lust. I am. I the was. The lust that exists. Infuriating. He had been with her since his teenage years. There was a lot of lust that was building up inside of his loins. Mm. And he'd rather leave than cheat. I'm, 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 I don't know if I'm 100% against that. I'm not 100% against the fact that, le- like, if I'm going to cheat, I would rather leave than cheat on you. Sure. Let her go. But she's moved on now. She's so having dinner. Fuck. Right. Like, she's literally having this nice dinner and you peeping in the window with your fucking sunglasses on at night, just looking all <laughs> pathetic and shit. And she's out here trying to enjoy, you know, her her, her life and move on and, and have some nice pasta. I and... just came to a revelation. What? This explains why men keep you and cheat. Oh, because... Because they still want you. They don't want you to go anywhere. That is awful, man. See? It is. That's so fucking true. This is why I'm going to go become a nun. Because you know who won't cheat on me? Jesus. (laughs) Jesus won't cheat on me. Jesus won't have a baby on me. Oh, my God. So, I'm just thinking that becoming a nun will be fine. I mean, it might not be as fun as the boring life I lead now, but I'm already kind of, you know. I don't think you have nunnery in your body. I, I, I have my feet are in the world and my heart's with Jesus. So (laughs) I have, it would take some practice. I'm trying to be a better Christian, but um, yeah, man, that Donnell Jones, that damn. (laughs) When you love someone, you just don't treat them bad. Ooh, how I feel so sad now that I want to leave. She's crying her heart to me. How could you let this be? I just need time to see where I want to be. 
Translation. I saw someone and I want to fuck her, but I can't fuck her while you're around. I have to let you go. But I'll be back, though. Hold on. Take care. (laughs) Take care. He can go and bite a bullet. Because that was a a terrible song. A terrible song and a terrible video. And whatever happened to the girl he was sleeping with? He was all rubbing up on and whatnot. She just get left in the dust. That's even more... That's even... That's worse. Did she have feelings for him? Did he fucking dump her, too? To go back to the ex? I mean, I would hope she, that she didn't. I would hope that men would be, like, so kind as to just fuck women who just only want sex. Yeah. Hopefully. That doesn't make anything better. No, I mean, it's a real thing. You can only... You can you can be out here and only want the the, the zick, but... Men often are, are more deceptive than that. Yeah, and that's another thing, too. It's sidebar. Don't be deceptive. Just... Sidebar. Why is there deceit? Because there's plenty of women out here who just want sex. They want nothing else from you. Their expectations of you. Do not sell her anything. Yeah, don't sell me a dream. Don't sell me a lie. Don't sell me any falsehoods. I just want you to take off your pants. And then you can put your pants back on. And then we can go our separate ways. But we are off topic yet again. All right. So, <clears throat> next song. Let's get married. Another good bop. A good hit. But the message. Flawed. We might as well do it. How long y'all been together? Might as well. How long have y'all been together to where you at the point where, where it's just like, you know what? We old now, and I feel as though we should just go ahead and get married for the sake of getting married because there's nothing left to do in this relationship otherwise. My gosh. And I be rocking right there, Ben. We don't get, wait, we ain't getting no younger girl. We might as well do it. Yeah. Wait. They probably had a common law marriage by then. Shut <laughs> up. Probably. They've been together for 10 years. They have been coexisting in the same home for eight. They have two children together. They have a joint bank account. They are practically married already. They're just exactly. getting married now, like formally, and so that's that they can have a party. And that's why he said we might as well do it. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you that if you have no intentions of wanting to get married, do not marry me out of pity. Do not marry me out of a sense of obligation. Let me just, I mean, I might as well just go ahead and... Like, marry me because you want to marry me. Don't marry me because you think I want to be married. Because what kind of marriage is that? What the fuck is that? (laughs) He wasn't going nowhere. I don't want that. I don't want that. See, and that's why I think that's too... Some people think it's too... Like, sometimes when you're early in a relationship, it's too soon to broach the topic of wanting to get married. But I think that within the first few months or so maybe six months or so and y'all can say that you're going steady or whatever it's worth a conversation because i've known people to get married after knowing each other for four or five months like the guy i it was this guy who was an intern when i was at my first practicum and he would tell the story of how he had only known his um his now wife for like a pretty short period of time i don't even think it had been a year and then they were engaged and now they are happily married Oh, wow. And just living it up. He just opened his own private practice. And she's, I think she's a a professional dancer and stuff like that. And they just living up life. So you never, like, there's no specific timeline 
of when you get married. There's no, we've been dating for two years, now is the time. Or yeah. we've been dating ten, we might as well do it. We might as well. So you can get, like, it's whatever. It's however you vibe with that person. And stuff. Of course, I think people should figure each other out before they take that that leap you know don't leap into it too soon but sometimes you just you just know so yeah i think it's all right but yeah so it's it's off track again that song we might as well do it that's not a good message sir and then i think he was talking about look up the lyrics because i think it was also some fuck boy shit where it's like you know what we didn't been through it all i might as well put a ring on it you you uh, you have earned this this diamond, cause I didn't put you through hell and back. <laughs> Here, here's a trinket, a token of my appreciation. He says, "No, he didn't really say he put her through a lot." Okay, I can't remember. I, I mean, I remember, but I'm trying. When to I think it. about all these years we put in this relationship, okay. Mm-hmm. Nah, he didn't say all the shit that I put you through, baby. He okay. Well, maybe that's just me projecting. <laughs> But he definitely said we might as well. That that right there is offensive. I'm offended. I'm offended for her. Might might as well. Shrug shoulders. If might as well. I were to be proposed <laughs> to and the dude said we might as well do it. He gets down on one knee and then pops open the box and say We ain't getting no younger. Shrugs girl. his shoulders and goes. We might, might as well. well. You better close that box and try again. <laughs> We're going to have to have a conversation whenever we get to wherever we're going because this ain't it. But I don't think anybody would be stupid enough to do that because I don't think anybody would honestly get down on their knee and say we might as well do it. <clears throat> that was Jagged Edge just being foolish for a song's sake. Because nobody would do that. But, um, oh, another song, and I bet you never really thought about this. You know Too Close? Too Close? The song sing it for me um you never sing come i don't sing come on and sing it singing is not my forte i come from a musical family but my only talent is having somewhat of an ear for music as well as whispering in others ears whispering in others ears yeah with your hypnotic voice oh i have um doesn't sound like it now but (laughs) i guess i have a, a little voice that's relaxing this voice that i talk on this podcast with is probably not relaxing but no, um, that's your that's your uh, radio voice. That's, that's my loud. Ra- that's your loud voice. That's my loud voice. This is my. Speak I it sp- to the mic voice. I'm speaking from my diaphragm. But um, the song uh by Next, too close. Mm-hmm. Baby, when we're grinding, I get so excited. I'm gonna just look that one up. Put it, pull it up while Duffy pulls it up. I'm telling you now that when I was a child, I thought he said, "Baby, when we are crying, I get so excited." Ew. And I didn't know. That's terrible. I was eight. I didn't know what he was saying. And then I discovered he was saying, That's baby, sadistic. when we're grinding, I get so excited. And then when I was older and I didn't hear the radio version of the song, but I actually heard the song for what it was. The intro to the song says, I wonder if she knows I'm hard right now. Ooh. <laughs> and then you listen to the words and you realize he is saying baby when we're grinding i get so excited Ooh, how i like it i'm trying but i can't fight it hide it you so should you see them sometimes no this would really help so let me read the lyrics You're to you guys slow hard for me let's see Ooh, um, girl. let's see um this isn't 
baby. Girl, this is not the song. Who's Alex Care? I still figured it out. No thanks to you. But anyway, he's basically talking about having an erection on the dance floor. And um, he's trying to conceal it. But he can't. Do you did you know that? Real slow, yeah. You knew that was about an erection on the dance floor. When I listened to it, uh, you know, maybe when I was twenty two. Okay, see, as a child, you didn't know. You just thought that you, you hear a catchy beat. It hard for me. You're making it hard for me. This feels. <laughs> if I were dancing in the club and I felt the nigga get hard, I would be uncomfortable. He says you're dancing like you're naked. Yes, <gasps> like let let me read this. Let me give you my poetic voice. Okay. Baby, us dancing so close ain't a good idea. That's so poetic. Because I'm going to want you now and here. The way that you shake it on me makes me want you so bad sexually. Ooh, girl. (laughs) Imagine somebody rolling up on you and telling you, you are giving me a stiffy right now. You might want to dance a couple of inches up. That's why I don't (laughs) dance on men at the club. Because... Oh my gosh. Oh wait. Like what's the song? Step back, you're dancing kinda close. I feel a little poke coming through on you. On you. you. Oh my (laughs) gosh. (laughs) Oh I never heard that part. Ooh now girl, I know you felt it. Boo, I know you I can't help it. You know what I wanna do. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. That's why this is why I don't this, dance on men in the club. This like song, this some creep ass shit. This that song is basically a predator's Women. guide to getting hard in the club. Like it is <laughs> No. No, Ooh. I know. No random meat on my back. And no, I love you. that song, man, because it's still a bop or whatever. Like I love that song. But now that I know what it's talking about, like, so Donnell Jones was out here talking about um Sneaking off and not sneaking off, but breaking up breaking with up people with so, he, so he can so he can fuck other people and then come back to her. Jagged Edge was out here talking about their common law marriages and getting married for the sake of getting married. Next was out here talking about having hard ons on people's backs in the middle of the club and wanting to um fuck them right then and there. I must say these these songs were very subtle. As a young person, I didn't catch on to them. Yeah, because now we have songs like "You're Such a Fucking Hoe." I love it. Yes, that's very <laughs> explicit. That's just there's this there's no subtlety there. There it is just right out there. What's you know, the a one song that like I got uh, me and my cousin uh-huh. Mel we got spanked for what listening to "Rock the Boat" by Aaliyah. See another good um, song full of sexual innuendos, but you just didn't catch it because you were 11 you weren't supposed to know what working in the middle meant yes and it was like stroke it baby stroke it for me and me and my cousin were just in the living room and we had our paddle our imaginary paddle in our hands and we were stroking the fucking boat and we were about to get beat for stroking the boat for stroking the boat yeah no that song's about stroking another boat (laughs) i see now That, that man yeah no they were real good about being subtle not all of them not all of Change them. Change positions. New position. New Didn't know position. what that meant. Stroke it for me. Stroke it for me. Didn't know Stroke she was singing about me. sex. Thought she was singing about being on a boat. Because I was 11. You know who was real <laughs> freaking you really could tell very early on though? Who? Janet Jackson. Oh yeah, Janet Jackson. Man, look. Now Janet Jackson is somebody who will just tell you straight up what the fuck she wants to do. And I we talked about her before how like at mm-hmm. the end of a song she is just having an orgasm and you're just listening to it in the background. It's just 
and her stage shows. <laughs> shout out to me. Shout I know out I said to this before, but I don't care. What? Janet. She whispers. She is a whisper singer, but I enjoy her whispers because when she makes a real sexy song or whatever like that, you just Ooh, feel like, like the song she made with Busta Rhymes. Oh, that's a classic. Busta Rhymes. Janet Jackson. Jackson. Here we go. One time. <laughs> Didn't know what they were talking about then, too. Because <laughs> all I you saw feel the sex was liquid people dressed in spandex and long lashes and black nails, but going to make your body wet. Yes. Just thinking about sweat. How did we get from talking about songs that were like good but low key trash to songs that are actually good but like lyrics that we didn't understand? Lyrics that we didn't understand. <laughs> I mean, because what's another one that I mean? It's, I mean, the lyrics are pretty straightforward, but my mother did not want me to listen to Bootylicious, but I was ten. Because I guess she didn't want me to think of my me thinking of my jelly, though I had and you were, and when I thought of jelly, I was not thinking of my shake. ass. That's for sure. I think when I thought of bootylicious or whatever, like at the time, and I, I, I wasn't even thinking about my shape or my whatever. And so I was ten. I just wanted to have a gold tooth and a pink hat like Michelle. <laughs> I just I thought Janice said, "I'm gonna make your body cream." Look at me. Yeah, but no, they did at some point. Do they really? Oh. There's something they're talking, and that's another thing too. Talking about nut in songs, they used to call it cream. Mm, cream. Like a cream puff, which. It's, it's, I mean, it's, hey, uh, there's there's a porn creamy. genre. But <laughs> <laughs> they did say it. They said it. But um, yeah, talking about making bodies wet and bodies cream and stuff like that. Nah, that subtlety is what, long what, since what, what? gone. But what's a, what's another song that is low key, like it's amazing but trash? Do we have any more? Because I know there's a long list. We probably should have wrote it down. We should have. We're gonna have to do this again. We're gonna have to do a part duh. We should this. also when we do our part duh, we should do one that gives good lyrics and um good relationships. Yeah, songs that be- I mean, there's a ton of songs uh, in movies about black love and um black unity and I feel like we should just go all the way through Love Jones. You know what? That fucking poetry baby. Somebody also feels some type of way about Love Jones. That'll be great then, because we could talk about the good and the bad. Okay, okay. But before we go, we have to have one more song and one more movie. Oh my gosh, one more song. What's another one? The, I'm trying what, to think. What, what, Because I can't think of one that immediately jumps out to me that's like, oh man, this is absolutely awful. And I know there's a lot. I'm stuck on that one right there. Yeah, I'm going to have to go and add that to a special playlist. Not that I'll be using it anytime soon. Tyrese, maybe? Tyrese is problematic all around. What song? I, I what know. song has he made? Um, <laughs> well, no, that was pretty explicit. Sounds of love making Zodiac. Oh no, but that that one right there is literally just like Zodiac freak. That's very straightforward. I don't know any other. Um, At the time, I just felt good because he mentioned me as a Gemini, even though I wasn't even thinking about the whole sex drive, sex drive part. So I mean, I don't know um, anything about cancers except people think that cancers are super emotional and are you i am a mix between a blubbering mess and the queen of stoicism 
I would agree with that. So, um, yeah. But anyway, you know what? So next time we're going to come a little bit more prepared with uh, other songs. Because I know there's another song or another movie that should be on this list. I know there is. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, I feel like I should go back and watch Deliver Us from Eva. In fact, yes, let's boom. Do that. All right. <laughs> You're, you know what? Deliver Eva Us from Eva. could not e- fucking accept love for shit. Eva had um, issues. They should not have put a bet on a relation like how did how do you go into this knowing that there's money on the line and then somehow some way you end up with the person like someone put a bet niggas like well you on know this. what i i actually i actually like them this it's oh my gosh what a terrible concept what an awful awful concept i, I actually like them man look Niggas was wilding in the eighty, like the eighties and nineties and early two thousands with these movies and stuff. I mean, just just anything, and we love them down. I wouldn't so trade them for the world. It was her. It was Eva's husbands who basically set Eva's her up. sisters. Eva's Eva's sisters', sisters husbands, husbands. Yes, who set her up because she was like ruining their damn life. Right, and, and then. And then Eva was up out here being like, but you know what too? Because I think that they just portrayed Eva as like this horrible person. But if they were to tone down the caricature of the angry black woman, then it could have been that she is just somebody who has very high standards and refuses to buckle. Yeah. Like, and they gave Gabrielle that bitch role for so long. Man, Gabrielle's been being like, she's been same thing with Lynn Whitfield. Always mm-hmm. the angry mama. Gabrielle was always angry black woman. Black woman. Mm-hmm. Man, they've been typecasting our people for a long time. Yeah. Loretta Divine too. She always somebody old spiritual wise mama. Mm-hmm. And now Cicely Tyson. Cicely has had a long career though. Yeah, so. no, Cicely has been out here. I mean, Shout out has, to Cicely. She has done her thing. And I I'm still reflecting on that lovely, lovely hat that she wore to Aretha's funeral where you could barely see her face like what a gem what a queen <laughs> that shit is funny but we're gonna wrap it up here i know this episode is probably a little shorter than our other episodes and whatnot but, but we, that's okay we have to come up with another list we have homework to do i we, got to go work on my dissertation i feel like nuts yeah so while whatever um entity that you pray to please um unless unless it's satan don't talk to satan about my dissertation i need him to interfere but I need you to talk to whomever else you talk to and keep us lifted up um, in prayer as we try and make it through this dissertation, the, the rest of the semester. Yeah, yeah, we I are. I haven't done anything. Bless. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's crunch time. We have a lot of stuff going on. So uh, just keep us in your thoughts, you guys. And we want y'all to continue, you know, making sure you wash your sheets on time and um, make sure that you um, eat your vegetables. And shit. And yeah, I would hope you're doing that on the daily. If not, go talk to your doctor or take some laxatives. Laxatives. What the fuck are we talking about? I don't know, but we try to right. tell people to have a good life and whatnot after they listen to the podcast. We want you to go and have good bowel movements. <laughs> Goodbye. And, and good sleep. <laughs> Goodbye. <I can't> <laughs> All right, y'all. We Josen. We, we out of here.